Hello, and welcome to episode 174 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. First, a warm welcome to Sridish C. and Sarah Kay, the newest members of the Modern Manager community. I hope you're finding the episode guides and guest bonuses and all the other good stuff in there helpful on your Rockstar Manager journey. If you haven't yet checked out membership, stay tuned at the end for more information on how to join and check the show notes for the link. Now, today's episode is about leading a remote or hybrid team. While much of leading a team is the same regardless of whether you're co-located or geographically dispersed, leading from a distance can feel significantly harder. I know from experience because I led a team for a while that had people in five different countries. I've worked with multiple virtual assistants who are halfway across the world. So I'll talk through some of the key elements to successfully leading a remote or hybrid team. But as a side note in this episode, there's a lot that I'm not going to cover. I am not going to talk about how to hire or onboard a remote team member, which has its own challenges. And I'm not going to get into the details of managing remotely and all the technology and a whole bunch of things that you might be thinking about when it comes to specifically dealing with remote team members. This episode is more of an overview of the critical elements that remote managers need to focus on. So with that said, let's get to it. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Why is it that leading an in-person team seems so much easier than leading a remote team? For some of us, it may be that we're just familiar and comfortable with what managing looks like when a team is co-located. Or maybe for some of us, it's that managing remotely requires new processes and tools that we're unfamiliar with. And still for others, it could be that the challenges of working in isolation are just harder to overcome, whether that's for ourselves or our team members. Whatever the reason is, the reality is that hybrid and remote work are here to stay. So managers, we need to develop the mindset, skills, and processes to effectively manage from a distance. Now, the key insight here is that we can't just replicate in-person work remotely. Instead, we need to think of our teams as virtual first and design how we work to take advantage of the benefits of virtual teaming while minimizing the downsides. We can look at what successful teams need and then determine the best way to accomplish those needs at a distance. So at the most fundamental level, teams need trust. If we don't trust our colleagues and they don't trust us, it's almost impossible to work together effectively. So how is trust cultivated? Well, to keep it simple, we develop trust in three ways. First is by knowing people. Second is through reliability. And third is through appropriate communications. So we'll look at each of these. There's a funny thing our brain does. It's a cognitive bias towards familiarity. Things that we know or things that seem familiar, we are just more naturally inclined to like and therefore trust. In-person teams have the benefit of many casual interactions where we get to know our colleagues, whether it's the infamous water cooler talk or gathering during a lunch break, seeing personal photos taped to the wall in a colleague's office, or grabbing a drink after work. There are just numerous ways where we organically get to know our team members. But for remote teams, we don't have that. We need to intentionally build relationships and familiarity. And what's tough is that it can often feel like we're wasting time if we're chit-chatting at the start of a meeting. Or doing a virtual team-building event can feel silly or even more like work than fun. But we need to have multiple different avenues for getting to know each other if we want to cultivate trust and shared group identity. 
For example, when I go into an office to see my colleagues, it's not uncommon to ask, how was your weekend? And then someone pulls out their phone to show a picture of their kid at the soccer game or themselves in front of a giant outdoor sculpture at the sculpture garden. We show photos and tell stories and it seems completely natural. Well, we can do this virtually too with a little bit of work. It just takes up setting up a group chat stream for sharing personal things. If you're already using chat, this is really easy. And if you're not, there might be a better mode. But think of it this way. If you set up one channel for all things personal, or maybe a few different channels by topic, such as weekend fun or sports or kids and pets, what you're doing is almost creating your own form of social media. It may seem a little forced at first, but over time, it should become as automatic or instinctual as sharing in person. And just as we're addicted to social media, we can be appropriately addicted to connecting with our team members. So to help build momentum, make a to-do in your calendar or in your task list to post in these social chats at least twice a week, and then comment on everyone else's posts. Your role modeling will not only help others see that they should engage, but it will encourage people to post more. And I highly suggest you do more than just like a photo or comment, oh, that looks fun. Make it a conversation similar to how you would in person. Ask a question, share your own story or photo in response. This will make it not just a show and tell, but a real way to actually get to know people. Next up is reliability. For much of the time that we worked together in person, we substituted physical presence for reliability. If I could see you in your office, I assumed you were working. And if I was waiting on something, I could pop my head in and simply ask, and I get an immediate response. On the flip side, As someone who was working in an office, I knew that my colleagues were around me and paying attention to what I was doing. And so I had some external pressure to make sure that I stayed on task. Clearly, with virtual teams, that is not what happens. If I'm waiting for a document from you, I could email you, send you a message on Slack, call or text, but I have no way of knowing when you'll get back to me. I have no control over whether you'll tell me ahead of time that a project is running late. And that uncertainty increases stress. And for some people, without that external pressure, it's really hard to stay focused and to prioritize and to get your work done on time. As managers, it's hard to trust people when you don't know if they're going to follow through on their commitments or ask for help when they need it or communicate in a timely fashion. And since we can't watch over people's shoulders or casually walk around the office to see what's going on, we have to increase the importance of reliability within our team values. This means that first and foremost, we need to be reliable and uphold our own commitments to both behaviors and deadlines, and that we need to keep our team members accountable to do the same. And this is because reliability has two parts, the expectation and the follow-through. So to boost reliability and therefore increase trust, it is critical to set clear deadlines and expectations and then follow up when timelines are missed or expectations aren't met. Related is this final element of trust, which is appropriate communications. Trust is built when people know you'll inform them proactively of things that they need to know about and that you'll be straightforward and honest in those communications. When working in the same office, it was easy to walk out of a meeting, bump into someone and say, oh, hey, you should know we just decided blah, 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 whatever. But for virtual teams, too often people are out of sight and out of mind. We forget to inform people, or we figure we'll wait until we see them next, and then a week goes by before we have a Zoom meeting, and then suddenly there's a million little things that come to mind that you meant to tell them before, but just didn't. I know this because it happens to me a lot and it's something that I am working on. And one of my strategies is to send short messages in a more immediate fashion. Even if it's just saying, hey, I'm giving you a heads up. We'll talk more about this when we meet. This is where communication norms can be really helpful because we have to balance information overload and all of those little emails and little dings 
with timely, transparent, and honest communication flow. And of course, having good communication norms can also help with reliability because people know when to use your team's various communication tools and the expected response times. Now, in addition to these three components of building trust, which also, of course, help with all forms of effective collaboration in general, there are three other areas that are important specifically for managers of remote or hybrid teams to attend to. And these are performance measurement, culture, and meetings. When it comes to performance measurement, this is an area where thinking virtual first is really good for everyone. Old standards of performance management often relied too much on either old, outdated goals that never got updated, or we'll figure it out as we go because we were just in constant communication and lots of conversations that allowed goals or projects to evolve organically. While, of course, we need to stay flexible and be able to pivot, having clear goals, milestones, and work plans help everyone know what's expected. Part of your job of performance management is to check in on progress at regular cadences, so adjustments can be made along the way. Again, if you're not having those organic how-is-it-going conversations in the office, then we need to intentionally create times to check in. And the more clarity there is on what success looks like, the easier it is for people to work autonomously successfully. Now, as for culture, it's hard to soak up the water if you're not swimming in the same pool. Meaning, if you're not around your colleagues, it's not so easy to experience the culture. And lots of times with virtual teams, especially those that started in person and became virtual as the COVID shutdowns occurred, there was never a conversation about what type of culture the team wants. Sure, lots of us slowly started dressing more casually, but is that how we want to continue going forward? What about working at all hours of the day or night? When kids were home during remote schooling, many parents had no choice but to structure their day differently. But with kids back in school, is the expectation that most of us are also back onto a typical workday schedule? In addition to just talking about your team's culture and expectations, you can also think about culture as the things that you celebrate. Giving shout outs to a team member who's done a great job or demonstrated a team value or norm can reinforce that desired culture. Even small things like coffee mugs with the team's motto or mission can help support the team identity. It's worth it to spend a little time and a little money to bring culture to life because if you don't invest in it, you'll end up with a culture by default, which may mean that you'll have to spend a lot of time working on changing it later. One more quick word about culture. While you may have team members with cultural diversity when you're co-located, for remote teams, it's even more likely that you'll have team members from various countries and time zones. And this also plays into the team culture, so be sure to pay attention and be attentive to what each of your team members needs and brings to the table. They may interpret specific values or words differently than you and they may have different schedules that they have to accommodate. So lastly, we have meetings, one of the most important and also dreaded components to leading a virtual team. Now, I'm not going to go into detail here because I did a whole episode on virtual meetings, episode 49, Engaging and Productive Virtual Meetings. I've linked to it in the show notes, but if you want me to do another episode on virtual meeting practices that has even more information, let me know because there's a lot more I could say on the topic. So tell me that you want more or tell me any other topic that you want me to cover. You can email me at mamie at mamieks.com and that email address is also in the show notes. As you know, managing any team is hard, but managing remotely is just that much harder. It's new for us. It requires different practices and processes and tools. And it's new for our colleagues, even though for some of us who've been doing it for years or for 18 months, it doesn't matter. We are still early on in this journey of learning how to be effective virtual team managers, and that's okay. Start by investing in trust and you'll get there. 
The full guide to today's episode includes ideas for how to build relationships and team identity from a distance, how to support team members to increase reliability, suggested communication norms, and a lot more. To get the full guide, along with dozens of other episode guides and guest bonuses, join the Modern Manager community by visiting themodernmanager.com slash join. If you just want this episode guide, you can purchase it in any other individual guide at themodernmanager.com slash shop. Of course, we have the free mini guide for today's episode, and that is available at themodernmanager.com slash mini guides. And it's in your inbox if you subscribe to my newsletter, which you can get by subscribing at themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rockstar boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.